0: Welcome to issue 86 of Critical Encounters, a podcast about Marvel Champions, a living card game by Fantasy Flight Games. Here we take a good look at that most critical piece of the game, the encounter sets. We'll discuss those poorly understood characters, unfairly labeled villains, and the various plans to shape humanity and benefit the planet, as well as those so-called heroes intent on thwarting them. I am one of your hosts, Steve, and joining me tonight is Daniel. Hello, Daniel! hello steve what a delight to hear you oh and and same to you thanks daniel and i tonight it's mike mike how's it going hey steve it's going good hey
1: swatted any heroes lately uh, no 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 okay no swat any non-heroes no oh. i got swatted a few times playing as a hero mm.
0: <laughs> nice so daniel i have a question for you
2: you do i love questions
0: go yeah well, what's on your mind tonight
2: well I can tell you this. I have an answer. What's on my mind tonight is actually something that was on someone else's mind earlier. Let me explain. We were asked a question in our, in our Discord um, by Kennedy Hawk.
0: You know what he asked us? I do, but I'm looking at the notes.
2: Well, that's not fair. Okay. It's not fair. Mike, I'll tell you. Mike, okay. he asks, what is one thing Marvel Champions does better than Lord of the Rings? I assume he means not in the lore, but in the actual gameplay and mechanics. Oh, okay. Yeah, the games. The game. What? What does Marvel Champions, the card game, do better than Lord of the Rings, the card game? Now, I've thought long and hard about this, and I have an answer, but since I posed the question, it would seem rude if I went first. But yet, I also don't want you guys stealing my thought.
1: Uh, I don't think we will, but
2: not, sure if you answer
1: me. first, yeah.
2: So, are you saying I should go first?
1: Oh, no, why not?
2: Sure. I like I like it when someone like asks a question and then answers it first. That's my favorite. Well, age yeah, before beauty. Go ahead. All right. Well, there you go. Um, <laughs> I like that, and it's could just because Marvel Champions is is early in its life, kind of. I like that it hasn't gotten too difficult to win. Like I think it's doing a great job of maintaining a nice level of difficulty. Lord of the Rings in the last I don't know three cycles. Seems to try to outdo itself with every new quest to be harder than the next or the, the previous, and it's impossible. No, with that attitude. I I, well, I guess what I what I like about Marvel Champions is like you can bring a theme deck or a fun deck or an experimental deck and have a shot, right? That is just not true anymore of Lord of the Rings. You have to bring a power deck or build specifically to the quest, and I don't I don't like that so much.
0: Yeah, I agree that that uh, final cycle. It's really difficult. And that, I mean, we know that Caleb was sort of like, okay, guys, here we go. And and, and that was sort of part of it on purpose. But I, yeah. I do agree. Marvel Champions is a, a far more casual. You Like you said, you can kind of bring a silly deck and still have a good shot.
2: Yeah, which is also part of our complaint. But mm-hmm. I, think it, I think of it as ultimately a good thing. I really do. I'm
1: torn because I feel like it's easier to tweak a scenario to make it easier than to make it harder. Mm. I don't know, just personal preference. Plus, I have a, a stronger tolerance for pain than Daniel does, it would appear. At least card-based pain. Don't yeah. pinch me.
2: Well, you know me, Mike. I certainly don't mind losing, but I don't like the constraints placed on deck building for the for the final cycle for Lord of the Rings. Gotcha.
0: Yeah. Hey, if you can't win with a solo bomber deck, what's the point?
2: I, I was just about to say that. Thank you. Yes. <laughs> yeah, you're welcome. Like this deck is the bomber should be able to go anywhere anytime and have a fighting chance. What about you, Steve? What do you think? How would you answer Kennedy Hawk? I think the way
0: now it's gonna change, but I think the way that the product is delivered to the consumer, not Mm. counting all the delays and shipping. Okay, that's put that aside. But the fact that you can pick up a hero pack Mm -hmm. or not, you can pick up the scenario packs or not. I like that you get a playable deck right out of the box. And Lord of the Rings was, you got a scenario, but you couldn't use that scenario if you didn't have the big box that came before it. And you got some player cards that would start a new theme. Oh, here's a whole like archetype, but you're going to have to wait a year to get all of the cards. And Marvel Champions says, oh, you want a Venom deck? Here's Venom. And now you can just play him however you want. Uh, so I think Marvel Champions does that part better than lord of the rings
2: that's a great response yeah,
0: yeah. i have all the cards already right and and, and they're changing how you're going to get lord of the rings uh, at least um some of the cards where they will just provide you all the scenarios or all the player cards but i think they're learning their lesson from marvel champions and and they're going to go that way so
2: sure sure i mean yeah right down to the how they delivered the core set it was better
0: right yeah. four players Absolutely.
2: yeah four players out of box
1: yep how about you mike Oh, it's Beauty's turn. All right. <laughs> uh, oh, this is, uh, let's let's just call this a double-edged sword rather than better, because you'll see. Well, you'll see. Lord of the Rings, you don't pick uh, one character and construct a deck. You pick up to three heroes from the collection, and you build your deck around that. And the way resources work is resources are tied to the type of hero you bring, which makes your deck ultimately crazily... You can get so creative with how you build that deck. It's so customizable. There's so much room to experiment, and that's awesome. Where that falls apart is when you go to a convention, because you'll bring four, maybe five decks, and because you have three different heroes in your decks, there's a high probability that a hero is going to clash in a multiplayer game, especially since there are some known really good characters, Legolas, Arwind, Aragorn, that are really, really popular. So you get in this, this double think, where like, oh, maybe I won't play those characters. So like everyone starts bringing these sub subpar heroes and they end up clashing it's it's weird but at least with marvel champions you can bring four decks to a convention and you are guaranteed to be able to play one of them in a four-player game that's it
2: no you know weirdly weirdly my solo bomber deck has not had that problem you were talking about yeah weird 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 that is odd and how far did you get through uh, passage through mirkwood did you
1: get to the second stage
2: um i did once i went with the um gray wanderer Yeah, the other thing
0: too, like you are talking about, Mike, is the way allies, even unique allies, yes. they're kind of you know they float in and out, so they're they're a little transient there. So even if everybody has Nick Fury, that's fine. My Nick Fury is only going to last a little while, or I'm going to block with my Iron eventually. You can bring yours out. So yeah. yeah, yeah, that that clash does not exist as much. So and I believe. I mean, you could do this in Lord of the Rings, but I believe the Marvel Champions Monthly guys recently played a game where each one of them brought Miss Marvel with a different aspect, and they just played yeah. it so anyways. So. Why not? I do that yeah. in the comics all the time. Yeah. You know, one, one guy had the protection version of her. One guy had the aggression version of her, that sort of thing. So yeah, that, that's fun. Well, great question, Kenny Hawk.
2: Yeah. Thank you. Thank you.
0: Yeah, it says it's like he plays this game.
2: Well, Daniel, what are we gonna do tonight? What's the plan? Oh, I was hoping you'd tell me. We're gonna get caught monologuing, Steve.
0: Is this one of those times where I ask a question and I'm supposed to answer it too?
2: I th- I think that should be our thing tonight.
0: Okay. Well, let me answer that question for you then.
2: Okay. But we are monologuing, yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah. We're gonna look at the collector
0: again because we didn't hey. get enough collector before. Yeah. This time, however, we're going to look at the Escape the Museum scenario, which is oh. our third scenario in the Galaxy's Most Wanted box. Uh, so if you want to know a lot of lore about the Collector, go back to part one, and we have a bunch. But Mike has a little story time for us he's going to tell us all about. Oh. So oh. I, I can't wait to hear this. Then we'll look at all the cards. We're going to do this scenario, oh. Escape the Museum, in one shot. One issue, no two-part nice. issue. So. Oh, my goodness my goodness
2: that's just a whole lot of content tonight
1: yeah Whew. okay oh we love doing this in these multi-parters being able to throw in side stories with these villains that we know and love it's like a side scheme it is it is this side scheme is called the contest of champions coming at us from 2015 to 2016. you might ask why am i hey, telling mike? you about a story about contest of champions
2: Well, i was gonna ask why contests of champions mike
1: I, I was going to wait for that, but thank you for jumping in. <laughs> well, if we go all the way back to the, I believe it was the first collector episode. Was that the one where we were talking about the collector himself and going over his cards in mm-hmm, the, mm-hmm. To, correct. infiltrate the museum, that artwork, he's sitting there and he's holding this weird glowing goblet.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: You know, if mm-hmm. you can picture what I'm talking about, I found the comic with that art in it and it's nice. not a goblet. Let me tell you all about that goblet. Mm. All right, 2015. We're following on the heels of the Secret Wars. No, Daniel, not those Secret Wars, mm. and no, Steve, not those Secret Wars either. Oh, okay. The Secret Wars where the multiverse ended, but now it's oh. back or something like that. Okay. Yeah, it's it's a young it's a young omniverse, even though it's kind of the same as it was or something. Anyway, the Elders of the Universe are surveying the universe after everything's kind of come back, and they're pleased to discover that the remains of Battle World still exist. You remember Battle World, right? Yeah. And Den- Denver was a part of it for a while. That's where I got this really cool blazer I'm wearing. That's right. That's right. The beyonder was, was forcing everyone to fight. Well, it's it's in shatters. And the all the elders are there. All of them. The collector, the grandmaster, the gardener, and a dozen other the the B team. Now, because we're in a fresh Omniverse, there's this material about, referred to as a primordial power MacGuffin or something. It's some kind of condensed energy of creation. Mm. And they're fighting over this because they all want it. If you have this, you basically have the power of God. That seems useful. Pretty much. And of course, they all want it for themselves. They don't. Why would they share? Why would you share with the Gardener? So they decide, well, actually, the Grandmaster decides that the best way to decide this is with a contest. Because why not? Uh, Where each one would choose a champion and they would pit them against each other in battle. And the the collector chooses Maestro, who is a smart Hulk that eventually beats up some alternate universe Iron Man and gets his battle armor or something. Super powerful, genius, awesome dude. Anyways, they're all they're all beating the hell out of each other. And eventually it's just the collector and the Grandmaster standing. And that's when the stakes get higher. So each of them have half of this material, which is half of a sphere. They're calling it the ISO-8. And they're, they've got these teams of people now, not just one champion. They started collecting, kidnapping these, uh, no, no, not kidnapping, recruiting, recruiting for their, their teams, uh, giving them the, the recognition they deserve uh, to pit them in a battle of death. Now, this isn't Battle World anymore. This is Battle Realm. Battle World is destroyed. This is just a sliver of it. It's Battle Realm. It's totally different. And at this point, the collector has been he's been doing fairly well, and he's got most of the sphere already. And that's what you see in the artwork. He's holding that mostly sphere of ISO 8. Oh, cool. So, yeah. So well, why am I telling you this story? Because it's it showcases a neat aspect of the elders. The the whole team versus team thing was actually a plot within a plot by the maestro he was trying to escape this reality and he decided to play on them he knows the grandmaster is all about contests so upping the challenge turning this from a a 1v1 into this team battle is right up the grandmaster's alley and for the collector hey why not have him collect more and more things more and more people that, that really really stokes his interest Uh, And ultimately, that leads to his downfall because they bring enough superpowers onto Battle Realm that the maestro eventually overthrows the two and becomes God King of Battle World because he recreates it with this power. And thus, Battle World was reborn. Good night, children.
2: Well, that was such a lovely little yarn. (laughs) Isn't that great? Thanks. Yeah. oh, Oh, I forgot the best part. Oh. The Best,
1: best part about this story. You get to see Iron Man get killed. Oh. Ooh. Yeah, yeah. I oh, Iron, Iron Man is in here, and he's, he's like, dead first issue. Crushed, gone, obliterated. Great. Um, and he never comes back. It's awesome.
2: Nice. Can you, like, post a picture of that somewhere?
1: <laughs> uh, if I can find it. He was on my phone, but... Uh, is that yeah.
2: against the law to do that? <laughs> I'll find it. I'll find it. Because okay. that's exciting to me. I'm not sure if I've ever talked about how I feel about Iron Man on the show, but maybe I have. I, don't, I, I feel like maybe once,
0: a long maybe time once. ago. Yeah. Okay. Well, that's cool, Mike. Thanks.
2: Mike, thank you for that. We learned a lot.
0: Yeah, and and we learned a lot about the collector previously, but now we have a whole new scenario. So we get we get to play against him in a completely
2: different way. Should we should we take a look at that? Yes, can we please? It's a wild scenario. It it is. It's very different. Maybe Steve, you should give some broad strokes just to how the scenario works to remind. Sure, folks. we're gonna look at escape the museum.
0: It's only twelve total cards the whole set. Uh. Only six of those cards are going on the encounter deck, two by title. So that right there is already different than many. But in this one, we have um, we don't have stages one, two, and three of the collector. What we do have is a main scheme that we are going to progress through, which is sort of similar to Lord of the Rings that we talked about earlier, in the fact that our actions are going to move us through the stages of the scenario where the heroes are thwarting away threat in order to move from stage to stage to stage until Mm -hmm. they have reached the third stage and have escaped the scenario. You cannot defeat the villain for victory. It it provides you some opportunities, but you don't win by killing the villain, Um, which is nice to see that FFG finally is not pitting the heroes just, hey, go kill this guy.
2: And they listened to me long ago.
0: Yeah it's very different it's you know a little thwart heavy but it's got a lot of neat stuff so i think we just dive in here and look at some of these cards for sure
2: i mean you still need to punch people and do violence if you're a hero right i mean yeah it's how they say hi yeah it's not yeah it's not just thwarting here you Um, can you can get away
0: with i mean if you didn't have patrol minions you might be able to get away without ever
2: attacking wow so
0: yeah i I think so yeah you can it's just
1: yeah Yeah, it offers you a bit of a reprieve if you do.
2: I guess in Solo Hulk is the way to go on this one then.
1: (laughs) Sure. Hard to say, right? Because he's all, he likes to put everything in one punch. And if you have a patrol minion, well, there's your punch. (laughs) (laughs) A guard minion. If you have a guard minion, there's your punch. Well, why don't we take a look at Collector?
2: He reminds me of, of his lettering system, A1, A2, B1, B2, of the Wrecking Crew.
1: That's right. I was just going to say that. Yes. Look at that. Uh, hey, Daniel, do you remember how the Wrecking Crew worked? Because they didn't have stage numbers. They didn't, did they? No, no. The the A's were the easy side, and then the B's were the advanced side. There you go. I guess it's the same here, then. Almost. These are double-sided. That's so, that's so nice. It's exciting. Okay. The Collector A1 version. He is a, the villain. He has the Elder trait. He has one scheme and one attack. However, he gets plus X scheme and plus X attack, where X is equal to the main scheme's current stage number. And remember, we are trying to advance through the schemes in this. You don't want the schemes to thwart threat out. If they do, the game is just over. The only way to advance is to do better, so this scales uh, with your progress through the scenario. Forced interrupt. When Collector would be defeated, remove three threat per player from the main scheme and flip this card instead and he only has eight hit points per player.
0: That's got to be the lowest we've ever seen. Ever. I
1: ever. believe so. I believe so. And I think it's probably... We'll go to B1 now, since it's so similar. B1, the harder version, pretty much the exact same same text. He still gets plus X, where X is the main scheme's current stage number. Same defeat condition. However, he starts with two scheme, two attack as his base instead of one, and he has earned two hit points per player.
2: Nice. Oh, yeah, okay. he's up to 10. Okay. Yeah,
1: and when you flip them, A2, the collector has zero scheme, zero attack, and he has the elder and wounded traits. Can't say, can't wait to see that deck in action. <laughs> <The> wounded deck, <laughs> the wounded deck. I mean, it's got a hell of a first card. Collector cannot be defeated. I mean, well, we if all the wounded cards are like that, I'll take it. Yeah. Forced interrupt. When the round ends, flip this card, then set collector's hit point dial to its printed hit points. His hit points, oh, and I love this, infinity. Infinity? What does that he mean? Infinity. Uh, it means even a halt can't crush it.
2: He, he simply cannot be defeated by damage.
1: However, damage may still be dealt to that character.
2: Can I ask a question?
1: Mm-hmm.
2: Well, maybe Mike, you should say what B2 does.
1: Sure, sure. So, and then
2: I have a question about his infinite hit points and stuff.
1: Sure. So the big point here is that when you flip the collector A1 to A2 version, he loses his one scheme, one attack. Right. On the flip side, the B two collector, same text and same card text, but he has two scheme and two attack. So he actually has the same base stats as collector on the other side. He just doesn't get the bonus from the the main scheme.
2: So he's not like that wounded.
1: Not that wounded. I mean, he still has infinite hit points.
2: And the art is really interesting. I, it's like he's silly putting himself back together. I think that's that's his raw form. That blob. That blobby blue stuff. Yep. Now,
1: looking um, at the the art credit here, there is one, so I believe that means this was an artist who was commissioned for this, and this doesn't come from a
2: comic. I like it. What was your question? Oh, so these infinite. So it says, you know, damage may still be dealt to that character through attacks and card Why would you do that? Maybe are they future-proofing for other infinite stuff?
1: Well, I can see things like if Gamora wants to use an attack event to damage him, then as a trigger, she can take threat off the main scheme
2: oh i see okay
1: there might still be other things you want to do okay
2: okay
0: you could um use one of those attack events that has you know does overkill into the villain and or something and you get to heal based on the amount that you've done or something you know there's i I, yeah something like
2: that excellent got it thank you gentlemen That clarified it quite nicely so what do you think of this collector
0: very interesting very different i love that you can't defeat the guy that's, I mean that's really the benefit. It's yeah. a, I think this finally is a villain worthy of Mustafa. He
2: can't be killed. Yeah. Right? So can't be killed. Well then you have to run away.
0: You do. Let me tell you about the the first scheme. And that'll okay. set the stage a little bit here. So in the story, the heroes have been captured yeah. and they're trying to escape. Uh, escape the museum. So right off the bat, the Milano is missing. Okay. A1. They're telling us to use the collector. Uh, A or B, depending on if we're playing standard or expert. We're going to put in Escape the Museum, Galactic Artifacts, Ship Command, and Standard Encounter Set, plus one Encounter Set, the Menagerie Medley, all of which we've talked about. There's a setup that says put the library labyrinth environment into play, set aside the Ship Command Modular Encounter Set. That's important. I think I played it once where I did not put it aside right at the beginning, and that's a no-no. So uh, make sure you read that. (laughs) So when you flip it over to 1B, the threat threshold is 11 per player. It mm-hmm. has starts with 7 per player and goes up by 1 per player. So you only got 4 to play with there. But it has a forced <laughs> interrupt. When the last threat is removed from the scheme, advances to A, the players win by advancing. If the stage is completed, the players lose the game. And it says, you've been trapped inside the collector's museum. Before you can escape, you must find the Milano because you need an escape vehicle. So, totally.
1: Yeah, this this set I think is the most uh, susceptible to errors if you played it before. Like you said, you accidentally shuffled in ship command once. Uh, mm-hmm. You have to pay attention to that. Read every card because you introduce mm-hmm. those ship command cards piece by piece. Yes. And I have definitely used the entire set in the second
0: act. That was a oh. nice. that was a mistake. All right, so we can see the. Heroes are going to win by removing that seventh threat per player. And, and it's, it happens instantly when the last threat is removed from the scheme advanced to 2A that you're not waiting till the end of the round or the phase like you might be doing in Kang where things Immediate. are a little different immediately. all right. Well,
2: I think we should pause right here on the, on the, the whole trail of schemes. I'm going to read you guys some flavor text, and you're going to tell me what card it is. You ready?
0: Yeah, uh, okay.
2: The Collector's Museum is a maze of miscellaneous trinkets from every culture and hapless creatures from every star system. What am I referring to?
1: Are you referring to the library labyrinth environment?
2: Mike, I am. And I think it's important that we read that before we continue on. Because A, you put it into play right at the beginning, right? So let me tell you about this location. Logic. I like it. Right? It's so rare from me. Ah. All right. The library labyrinth is an environment. It's a location-traded thing. It says this way. Hero action. Deal yourself one face-down encounter card. Remove five threat from the main scheme. Limit once per round per player. Star Lord loves this. Yes, he does. Yeah, just yeah. more, more.
1: Yeah.
2: Um. So that's you know one way. So like what I jokingly said, bring Hulk. Like Hulk has a way.
1: Yes, he does. Right. I shout out to the designers too for naming the actions this way. This way. Yeah. yeah I love that. I
2: love it. This also makes me think of my answer to the uh, to the Kitty Hawk question, right? Like this is an outlet for. A more, you know, difficult or creative approach to this scenario. It's like, you know, I don't want to bring a bring a heavy thwarter guy. I want to like try with someone hard. Like you, you can bring Hulk and have right. a shot. It's okay. So yeah, I appreciate. We'll,
1: we'll make you an alternate bomber
2: one day. There has to be a bomber in the in the Marvel universe. I have enough of these multiverses happen? Maybe. Sure. 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 Um, so yeah, I like that. I love this card actually. I think it's
0: yeah. It can really speed your gameplay too, where you just I'm going to take an encounter card boom five threat and each player at the table can do it once per round that's nice yeah all right well why don't we look at number two
1: all right lost in the museum the milano is being held in a massive container you try to pry open the side but ultimately resolve to smashing the glass as hard as you can as a hero would right that's Mm. that's always their first first and last strategy when revealed, put the set-aside Milano support from the ship command encounter set into play under the first player's control. Do not shuffle the rest of that encounter set in. Side 2B. It has a max threshold of 15 threat per player. Starts with 11, and 11 per player and goes up by 1 per player. Now that you've broken the Milano out of its cage, use it to find the front door. Forced interrupt when the last threat is removed from this scheme. at to stage 3A. Hint, the players win by advancing. If the stage is completed, the players lose the game.
0: You've got your getaway vehicle.
1: That's the getaway vehicle. So the same, you have the same buffer, right? Four threat yep. per player before you max out. You just have more to do. And you do have a ship at your side. You have all the
0: benefits, none of the downsides.
2: Until we see the downsides. Until well, we, we haven't
0: it. shuffled in the rest of that ship command set, so all those cards that you can cancel by using the Milano don't exist yet. So you can actually just use the Milano, which is kind of mm-hmm. nice. Yeah. Okay.
2: That's sort of true, and we'll see. Yes. Tell okay. us the final stage.
0: <laughs> Alright, you've removed seventh threat from step stage one. You've now removed eleven threat from stage two. And we're gonna move on to stage three, the great escape. You found the exit. As the Milano bursts into space and readies its thrusters, you see the museum ship cannons beginning to charge. Oh. When revealed, flip library labyrinth. Place one acceleration token on the main scheme. Shuffle the remaining cards from the set-aside ship command encounter set into the encounter deck. All right, we've just put all those cards back in. We've got an acceleration, and we're going to flip that library labyrinth, which is also a double-sided card. So many double-sided cards in this set. All right, side 3B. 12 threat per player at the max. Starts at 8 threat per player and goes up by 1 threat per player. This is almost clear. Outrun the museum ship's cannons to make your final escape. First player action. Exhaust the Milano, remove three threat from here. If there is no threat here, the players win the game. If the stage is completed, the players lose the game. So if those cowardly heroes run away, they win.
2: Good for them. But What is this museum ship? What is this flip side of the library labyrinth, you ask? Let me tell you, gentlemen, and then we'll have a discussion of the whole third stage. The museum ship is an environment with the aerial and vehicle traits. Hold on to your butts. Forced interrupt when the villain phase begins. Choose one exhaust the Milano to assign two indirect damage per player to the players. So, in a four player game, you're like hitting folks for eight total. Um, if you don't exhaust Milano, that's three per player of indirect damage among the players. Dang,
1: yep. Yeah. Again, hold on to your butts, it's great.
2: Yeah, that yeah. is that is no small amount of damage.
1: Yep. Yeah. So, here's the light. Like about Stage 3. They give you the acceleration icons. In fact, I, I wonder if they maybe could have put more acceleration tokens there. So they're, they're pressuring you on both sides. You gotta get out, they're making it, giving you more threat to take off, and they're pounding you with damage. It's, it's a really good finale.
0: Yes. I like the way the museum ship is assigning two per player indirect damage among players. So it's not per player is taking two or something like that. So you yep, yep. Like you said, in a four-player game, that's eight indirect damage that the players can dish out however they want. So, if Groot's sitting there with nine growth counters, he could take all eight of them. Yep. Or or you might have to put a couple here, a couple there, a couple here, a couple there. So, I like that. I, I also love how using the Milano only reduces the damage by one. <laughs> yeah. yeah.
1: <laughs> and that's if the Milano's standing. Because
0: right. yeah. you might want to use it to remove threat. Yeah, I think you might. Or- or you might no. want to use it to cancel all these cards that just got shuffled in there from the ship command set. Because I believe, let me just scroll
1: back up here, you shuffle them into the encounter deck, but you don't shuffle the discard pile. Correct. So you could end up with a deck full of ship command. You sure could. Ship command in one
0: card. Yeah, yeah. if you have a very thin encounter deck at this point because you've been moving through and haven't shuffled it once. And yep.
2: in, in, in a four-player game, you're going to be great escaping for a long time. Mm-hmm. Right? Yep. And and whereas the Labyrinth library, everyone could do it once around. The Milano thing is once. Yeah. You know, That's like right. exhaust Milano remove three threat from here. But like, you're not removing 20 like you could on some turns with the Labyrinth.
0: It's a neat theme because in the Labyrinth, really everyone neat. could split up and go their own way, right? Split up will cover more ground. But then you all climb into the same ship and you're confined mm-hmm. by the, you know, proximity. So
2: Well, well done. Yes, Steve. Yes. Beautiful. Well dramatic. done. Beautifully thematic. Way to catch that. Um, Do you find that you get really, you get to 3A really fast? Yeah. I played
0: Star Lord. Uh, You can go on the YouTubes and watch my What Could Go Wrong series. And (laughs) the games I didn't post, um, I could get to like stage three maybe on turn one or two and then just get obliterated. Uh, So you almost have to stall slightly, be prepared, like sit really nice on stage two then say, okay, now I'm going to move to three because I can burst three, right? And I don't have to deal with the museum ship for more than a round or something like that,
2: yeah. Right, right. You've got to be ready to get that damage done, you know, like, one time. You're just going to get hit. Yeah. This
1: is a really fun one to play blind. Yes. Because, like you said, Steve, you could kind of game it a little bit.
2: Yeah, Andy and Becky and I had no idea what we were doing. (laughs) The whole thing was crazy and upside down, and topsy-turvy, and we either... we, God, we lost. It was a long time ago when we played this. I think we lost. Yeah, because it's just so different. Like we didn't quite know how to prepare. Right. Yeah. Like, oh, we're flying. We're getting through this real fast, and then I was like, it's just like we were hung up on three for a long time, and you just can't do that.
0: You could have the museum ship out doing all this damage, and you just shuffled in rogue vessel, which is doing more damage.
2: Yeah, I mean, it's just it's like, oh, yeah, we went too fast. <laughs> we needed to be lost more. <laughs> which sounds counterintuitive it um, does
1: and you kind of have to clear yeah. out those side schemes that are in there too because if you're playing campaign mode you get some of the galactic artifacts
2: mm-hmm, mm-hmm.
1: yep and if they come out on stage three that just hurts oh, this,
2: yeah this is a, this scenario is so fun though hey okay, let's let's talk about some treacheries yeah yeah let's okay. talk about that All i right. think it's you mike
1: okay i have you now oh, i love this look at that art because he is showcasing Five of the Guardians. And look, right in the middle, there's a Rocky Raccoon in that small, small cage where he belongs. When revealed, Alter Ego. Exhaust your identity. The Collector schemes. When revealed in hero form, you are stunned. Collector attacks you. It has one boost icon and the special boost, give Collector a tough status card. Love it. Love it.
2: The best villain treacheries of all time. Yeah. Too bad it's only in this particular set.
1: Yeah, yeah. (laughs) I think that you're stunned, then he attacks you. So a surprise attack, if you exhaust to defend it, well, it's just going to be that much harder to remove that stun. If you're an alter ego, you're probably trying to heal. Well, not anymore.
0: And he schemes. Yeah. So you have to flip back. (laughs) Yeah, which he just schemed because you're an alter ego. So he schemes twice. Yeah. Putting more out. And there's three of these in the deck, so they do come up. Yeah, that's a great card.
2: I'd love to just put this into every... That that could be a way to, like, ramp up the difficulty. Just turn sure. these three cards into every villain deck. Why not? Well,
1: because it would whiff. Well, you changed the word collector to the yeah. villain. It doesn't yeah. say the villain,
2: right? That That's interesting. Well, right. clearly you say the villain. <laughs> <laughs> well, I don't know. You're still stunned and exhausted. True.
1: Uh,
0: that's true. <laughs> well,
2: what's a little interesting here is... They've
0: kind of gone off script a little bit. You have the hero version where you're stunned and then you're attacked. So you were thinking alter ego, you're confused in these schemes, but you are they don't do the confused bit, they do the exhausted bit. So I think that's worse.
2: It's, it's a lot worse. Yeah.
0: Yeah. I mean, being confused is bad because your whole way you win is by thwarting, right? But I agree. I think it is worse.
1: Yeah. Exhausting is universally bad. And that's why I like it. Yep.
2: Yeah. And you went there to heal, probably. Yeah. So good. Yeah. You know. So, Or you were planning, oh, I can
0: flip back and thwart off all this threat that just went out because I was an alter ego, but no, you can't.
2: So, Steve, uh, Steve, I was always bad at math, and I think you know why.
0: Oh, is it because the geometry was impossible?
2: Exactly. 10th <laughs> grade was my last year because of this. Because of this. I don't, I really hope you weren't taking
0: this class here uh, with <laughs> with this kind of geometry. I mean, Groot looks pretty upset. Uh, in the art. Oh, I,
2: I thought that was the only geometry.
1: <laughs> okay, I legit. If I look at the show notes and then look up a foot, I have Escher's House of Stairs on my wall. Nice, this cool. Is a great card.
0: Yeah. All right. So Impossible Geometry is a treachery. Has Insight One. Uh, when revealed, place one threat in the main scheme. When revealed, you are confused. If you're already confused, choose and discard one card you control. It has one boost icon and the flavor text. Uh, I am Groot with three question marks. That's great. It's adding threat, which makes it harder to escape because the, you know the stairs don't lead where you think they do. You get confused because it's crazy in there. But if you happen to already be confused, you're losing a card. Choose and discard a card you control. So you're losing a card that's in play. And they have told us to put Menagerie Medley in there. And there are four of those stupid ghosts that confuse you so the the combo is so good right yeah
2: yeah god i wish insight scaled by player count oh well
1: yeah that is a missed opportunity
2: don't know why it doesn't i really don't
1: i think they're thinking that you'll just draw more these more often
0: and it'll work itself out
2: i mean it would be really bad if you drew all three of these in a three-player game in one round
0: yeah and there's nothing stopping them from adding the little per player next to the one on a future card Right. Right. I mean, this one is just Insight One, but uh, something else could be Insight One per player. Right? Yep. Yeah. On. I don't know if they'd ever do that, but, you know, just add the icon. <laughs> so, and you're dumping cards that you control. So you're all set up, or you're trying to get set up, off they go. Because you go. lost it. You don't know where you left it because you can't get back to it.
2: Take that, Iron Man. Yeah. So yeah.
0: All right. Well, that's every card in Escape the Museum Collector scenario that's all so it's hard
2: it's hard to grade this one because really it's just all like the actual scenario for the most part right like we're only really grading the labyrinth the ship and the two treachery
0: i think we have to just grade the scenario as base with the standard cards they tell you to play and like just yeah, how yeah. how it feels how it plays yeah
2: i'm going i'm going a Woo! i really enjoy this scenario i think it's i just love how different it is i hope caleb and can't bit at all designed more like this? Boggs, like, come on, this fellas. Is, this is Boggs' box, right? Yes, I believe so. Well done, Michael, because this is way to turn the turn the game uh, around a little bit. Thank you. That's
1: good. Yeah, it's still so not fun. my favorite in the set, but uh, it's it is good. It is good.
0: Yeah, and what makes it like really nice is it's not just you can't if you bring a justice deck to it, you're going to do great. But even if you have a aggression deck you can just punch the collector enough times and he'll tell you how to get out or he'll let you run (laughs) away right so you could still do it with an aggression deck so yeah it's fun i like having something different to play like different style indeed indeed well i think that officially ends our collector run it was a good run i don't know how we could have any more collector cards but (laughs) it was it was good i'm almost sad it's over Mm
2: -hmm.
1: such a compelling theme right it is Well. Why don't I tell the listeners where they can find us?
2: You mean in our labyrinthine library?
1: In our labyrinthine library. Hey, perhaps you could tell us over which stairway I left my glasses. <laughs> you can email us, criticalencounterspod at gmail.com. We are Critical Encounters on Facebook. You can find our YouTube channel by searching for Critical Encounters Podcast. And on Discord, we are Vardane, Big Foam Loaf, and Wandering Took. If you like our show, tell your friends. If you don't like our show, tell your enemies. Collector, take us out.
2: you were more wily than I gave you credit for. No matter. Let's try again.